The Green Bay Packers Mentor-Protégé Program presents the Lessons in Success podcast with Anna Steinfest. Every week, we will bring you the strategies and resources you need to build your business and add knowledge and expertise in order to have a profitable future for your business. Here's your host, the administrator of the Green Bay Packers Mentor-Protégé Program, Anna Steinfest. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to our new episode of the podcast, Lessons in Success. And I am here with my co-host, Dr. Michael Troyer. And today, we will share with you how to hire for success. Because as small business owners, we are facing with challenges all the time. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Anna. I want to reinforce what you just said, too, that our focus here is really on the small business. And that's the small business that doesn't have those resources of the big business to, to bring in uh, particular departments that you establish to do things. We wanna give you the tools that you have to have right now to kind of do it on your own. So that's the focus. Absolutely. Uh, and why do you think hiring is such a challenge? Uh, why? You've asked the question of the ages. Uh, I every client I work with has that same challenge. I think it, there may be three things that come into this. Uh, one, employee performance is, is inherently difficult to measure. Uh, you know, how many widgets have they produced? Okay, we can count that. But how are they interacting with others? How are they helping the, the whole organization get better? That's just inherently difficult to, to measure. That's one issue. Um, second, we really don't know if if someone we have hired is going to be good for a number of weeks, months, maybe years, some of their best traits don't show immediately. And so there's the risk we let somebody go and they prove to be a star, but we won't see it for a while. And then I think the third thing is we're all looking for an easier way to get it done. Uh, the world, right? We are, we're in the sea of these so-called assessments. Have them take and fill out these four assessments and you'll have the perfect employee. Well, some of them are good and some of them are fly-by-night and terrible. And they all, they all contain human biases in their construction. I think they create a lot of noise. Uh, so those are three things that make the hiring process, I think, difficult. And, uh, and and I, I, go ahead. I just wanted just to add to that. You're absolutely correct. Um, because a lot of times we hire sometimes based on the resume. And a lot of times we know that uh, in, in our resume, we usually embellish our accomplishment, but we kind of uh, delete all of our failures. So it, it kind of, okay, now we just hired your resume and we got you. So it, it's total disconnect with the position we're looking for. So you're absolutely correct. There is a lot of challenges, and especially for small business owners, it is critical to hire right, to hire the right people to help them go faster. In fact, we talked last week about opportunity cost. For the small business, there's a big opportunity cost in bringing somebody in. Uh, You've you got to pay them. Uh, you, you have an obligation to them now. Making a mistake costs money because you have to start the process over again if you let that hire go. Uh, if you think about it too, isn't it interesting that when we bring in a candidate, they're in a selling mode. We're in a selection mode and they're really different modes. And so we're, we're somewhere at cross purposes. I'd throw out one other thought. You and I like the process of rating customers. 
uh, and it really applies to rating employees as well. I really like something I saw the other day that said, if you looked at your top 1% of your employees, uh, they're probably responsible, responsible for about 10% of your organizational output. So that top employee, let's say, that, um, if you look at your top 5% of employees, they probably generate 25% of your output. If you look at your top 20% of your employees, they're probably responsible for 80% of your output. So the same thing we look at for customers probably holds true for employees. That's why hiring one is important and two is such a challenge. In fact, in the hiring process, what should be looking for, Michael? You're absolutely correct because again, you're uh, losing money in again, 20, 80% Pareto. Uh, principle applies here very, very well. So what should we be looking for in the hiring process? First, I'd say, notice, by the way, that we don't ask for references anymore because they've become useless. Uh, everybody gives you their friend who's going to tell you that they're a, a wunderkind, a wonderful person. They will do so well. Um, so we need to differentiate, I think, first of all, between what our candidate claims they know and what I want to look at, which is how do they think? Uh, and they may claim lots of successes, but they're coming into a new job now in a new company, and it's going to be different from where they were. So how well does what they know translate to my business? And I'm not going to get that by looking at their resume, though it's a starting point. Uh, but I have to ask how well does their experience translate to the new setting that I'm going to put them in. I, I'm reminded of a company, by the way, it's called a big, big firm, and, and it has its challenge for small firms too, small businesses. This was a company that was very successful in its new product development. I would name it, probably get sued. <laughs> but this gentleman was the CEO of it, and they were in a period of rapid innovation. And so he got hired. He got hired by a financial services company. Notice, not a product generating company, but a financial services company. And he, he fell on his face. It didn't happen. Why? Because what he had, his past experience didn't translate. He couldn't go from a product development to a financial services company. And a second piece of that, the people who helped him be successful in the first one, they didn't go along with him to the second one. It was just him. So there's, you know, don't look too, too hard at that resume in that, in that success, in that sense. Absolutely, because I think that uh, in interviewing, successfully interviewing is extremely important in that uh, process. And we will talk about more in detail uh, in our other episode about interviewing and how to select what kind of questions you should be asking to make sure that you are selecting the winners yes. for your companies. And, and, and like you said, I mean, sometimes it's, it's how does it translate to your company, your experience, do you think you'll be able to innovate? Because in some cases, you know, it may work, but a lot of times it's a personal behavior and personal traits that you have to make sure that you kind of see whether it will combine with your mission statement and things like that. We hear a lot of people talking about, well, are they going to be a good fit to our culture? I think in an interview, you're never going to know that. It's really hard to dig out the, the intrinsic deep values or traits of a person that will tell you whether they're going to fit your culture or not. Do, do, do they seem friendly with the people interviewing that? Yes, that's fine. Uh, we love, for example, to have everybody um, 
ask their own set of questions. But when we put those different questions together in a meeting to decide whether to hire the person, we got a lot of noise. So I'm not sure that works. When we're told we all have to ask the same question, uh, for the candidate, that gets pretty boring. And they have to keep trying to adjust their answers to fit, because they've heard this question four times now, what do I want to say this time? Um, I don't think that's the right approach either. And then back to my other point from your first question, they're in a sales mode. So when you say, well, tell me about the biggest challenge you've ever faced and had to, had to overcome, we're going to get, the, they know that's coming. They're ready for that question. So they're going to sell you hard. I was really successful when I took on this department or that problem. The question, which of that uh, answer is just sales, as you said, they, they, they build it up a little bigger than it really is. What part of that question is political? Boy, do I really want to please you from, you're, you're asking me that question. I want, to, I want to please you wherever you are. And third, which of those answers is an honest reflection of who they are as a person? Which of those answers needs uh, or, or speaks to the fact that they uh, are going to need help from you to solve that kind of a challenge? They don't really know how to do it all on their own. So, Absolutely. I agree with you because um, they start learning how to interview from high school. There is a lot of uh, classes, high school through um, university is also, they, they are taught how to interview perfectly. And a lot of times I really love your definition in regards to their salesperson at that point. They absolutely, they will give you and they will embellish every single little thing they have done. So the fear is when you're asking questions, the same questions, um, how do you get them out of their comfort zone and truly experience what they want to tell you and how to read between the lines? Yes. Oh, by the way, just as a side thought, think of the, even before high school and college, think of the times we came home from an all night gathering with friends or whatever it might've been. And we walk into the house and we get interviewed. Where were you last night? What were you doing? And we learn to embellish and guard and protect and, and, and move away from that specific question. We've been learning a long time how to, how to work around an un, uncomfortable question. Oh, I, I like that. Uh, yes. uh, <laughs> Every time I will ask my son, oh, mom, I didn't do too much. <laughs> I was being exactly. And, and he knows to say exactly what I want to hear, just to calm down and yeah. don't ask any further questions. Absolutely. I don't, I have that thought about this angle, but. And, and I think that touches on, on the first part of this. It, we want to know what they know, but more important to that, we want to know how they think. So one, your, your son is showing you some creativity and my children too. If they've done something they know I might not be too pleased about. So they're dressing it up a little bit to make it more palatable to dad. Um, so one, we need to know how they think and we need to be, we need to ask follow-up questions in order to, to get at it. Don't, don't let them give an answer and move on. We need to use that as a basis for digging further. Uh, well, what, how did you, what did you learn last night? And what were you doing that taught you so much? Who or, was around you? Who, who are your friends? As soon as they hear some of the names, I kind of oh. go back and <laughs> tell me more. So <laughs> we're expanding on the, you're right. 
but um, I don't want to go too deep into um, questions because we will have a separate session on the hiring for success, especially how to interview, successfully interview to get into their mindset, like you said. It's, it is very important to make sure that it is aligned with your company mission and with really the exact, the, the exact person you want to hire for this position. And, and doesn't that imply, first of all, we as a hiring company better have a, a pretty well-developed set of criteria to guide us. And they need to be objective. That is, we need to make them before we get emotional about any given candidate. In fact, before I even read a resume, I want to have in front of me a very clear set of what are the things I'm looking for here? Do I, do I want to know that they have some real drive to, to, for success? Do I want to know that they like to learn? Or am I just happy to know that they're eager to come in and show me everything they know? Um, we, we don't, you know, we step into this often without a very clear set of things we're looking for. And I, <clears throat> I'm pushing to have that beyond the normal criteria that we apply. Oh, they, they should have lots of experience. They should be really friendly. Uh, they should fit us. Uh, those are all pretty hard to define, first of all. And I think that they can lead us astray. Absolutely. And that's why I think that uh, the how to do it. Um, I read this book, Who, from Jeff, uh, Jeff Smart and Randy Green. Fabulous book, I think. It gives you kind of the manual how to successfully hire. And uh, in that particular book, the authors suggest that you should create a scorecard before you start hiring. Like Michael said, you should create a scorecard. And in this scorecard you should have just three points number one is the mission and when you talk about the mission this is the essence of the job kind of executive summary what exactly do you want this job to perform number two you have to define the outcomes you have to be extremely detailed what exactly at the end of the day when this job is executed perfectly, what will be the outcome of that? Um, and number three, you have to put in details the competency. You have to make sure that you put in uh, what is the behavioral fit for this position, what kind of competency this position will require. And I want to uh, reinforce again, Anna, what you just said in that book and, and its approach, because if we think about the mission you have for your business, and uh, I've seen lots of mission statements that are not very well put together, but a good mission statement to me when I evaluate it says, who do we serve? Well, even coming into a job, you need to know who are you working for and uh, how is that going to affect your relationships and, and your focus in your job? Uh, how, how do we serve them? I'd ask in a, in a company mission statement. So who do you serve? How do we serve them? Well, that's getting back to the expectations that you mentioned in the hiring process. Here's the things we're going to need from the person. Uh, and, and by the way, we need to look at it not only today when they come into the firm, here's what we need, here's our expectations. But five years from now, here's our expectations. We want you to have done well enough to have moved upward in the organization, to be doing even more things and doing things better. So we're looking long range at, at, your, at our expectations of you, not just short range. And then in the broad mission statement for the company, the third question is, why is this all important? 
Well, uh, that's getting back to capabilities. This is important because we're hiring you to deliver to us certain skills and expertise and knowledge and, and that you know how to use that expertise and that skill. Uh, so the capabilities have to be sound and we have to have, we have to fit them to the job we want to bring you into as a starting point. So our, our company mission is just like the mission we are giving to a new employee that we're interviewing. Very matched up. We need to think that way. Absolutely. And uh, if you have to summarize uh, today's conversation, Michael, what you'll say? I would say first, let's all accept that the hiring process is really a challenge and it's not a perfect process and we're going to make mistakes. But let's be honest with ourselves then about that challenge that we don't know how to measure performance very well. Uh, we don't want to get caught up in all these assessments necessarily because they're, they lack some clarity and soundness. We really do need that 20% of our employees who are going to be the 80% of our output. So that's what we're looking for. Go back and look at our very best employees and ask yourself what sets them apart from everybody else. There's the beginning of some of the criteria that you need to write down to guide you in the hiring process. And then we want to focus not just on what they know from the past, but how do they think based on what they know? And are they selling us? Or are they really trying, trying to help us understand them better, deeper? Those are the three things I'd put out there. I would like to thank everyone for joining us today. I am, of course, Anna Steinfest, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Michael Troyer. Keep watching for us at Lessons in Success. This podcast was brought to you by the Green Bay Packers Mentor-Protege Program and the Digital Department of Northeast Wisconsin Technical College.